So we talk over it because guess what? If we don't talk over it, the Zuckerberg says that that it's not copyrighted. Active. Oh, we own the, the rights to music. So who wrote the song? Um, uh, these people for us. So it, it, it does work. So all right, there okay. we go. Now we're, we're we actually should be on the Facebook. And what we're gonna do? Got it. And we're gonna record this on the cloud. Uh, all right. You know what? We're we're on. We're hey, live. Hey, guess what? It's Whiskey Wednesday Gone Wild. <laughs> That's right. Gone Wild. All right. We're gonna, yes. Gone Wild because tonight we're going to do plantation rums. We're going to do all sorts of rums. And uh, Adrian Stoner is here with us tonight. She is going to lead us through the tasting. I'm very excited about this. I, I don't know if you could tell. Yes, I'm very excited about. I'm this. also very excited. You are, yeah. All right, that's great. And you can't hear, and I can't hear. It's great. <laughs> this is awesome. As long uh, as they can hear, they can hear. The okay. people can hear. Now you have quite a few rums in front of you tonight. You actually have eight rums. So let let's let's be safe out there. Don't drink a rum until we tell you to drink the rum. <laughs> um, I will try to be good if I want you to go back to say something I will tell you maybe that to save a little bit to go back to it because this is a trick that they do Adrian what they'll what they'll do is they'll drink it all I'm looking right at you they'll, dr <laughs> they'll drink it all and then I say even because I, I have to tell them to save a little bit because you want to go back and try mm -hmm. this one once you try okay. something else right no 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 they drink them all and they say, Ryan, we don't have any rum. And ask for more. And then ask for more. So they don't. Sneaky trick. They're sneaky. And they don't think that I know what they're doing. And I do. Does it work every time? It works every time. <laughs> Look at that. No, it's never. Enforcement of I, bad behavior. I know. That's right. Isn't it true? All right. So uh, we had a lot to get through tonight. You're, mm -hmm. you're, Adrian's here. And she is the. Uh, what's your official title? Uh, my title is Rum Community Liaison. Wow, that may be that may be the fanciest title that I've ever heard. Well, we are French after all. Oh, that explains it. So, so when I say part of my French tonight, we'll all be okay, right? Yeah. Okay, there we go. All right, so let's get let's get right into it. First yeah. of all, tell us tell us about tell us about plantation. If, if no one had heard about plantation rum, I don't know. They live under a rock, let's say. Yeah. And and but they like rum and they've not heard about plantation. What would you tell them about plantation? Sure. Um, the the long and short of it is that the company um, is Maison Ferrand. We are a cognac house that launched a rum brand in 1999, um, specializing in double aging and blends. So with a blender background, Alexander Gabriel, our uh, CEO, master blender, leading the charge. Um, got into the rum business initially by discovering the diversity of rum, realizing that rum is so beautiful and so unique from country to country that the origin and even within each country, producers have their own specificity of production um, that really does lend a different quality to each spirit. And that was really exciting to him. And then doing a second aging because we have beautiful uh, Grand Champagne cognac barrels. So we do a second aging for everything we do. Um, at least one year, sometimes more, just depends on on the run. It's gone beyond just cognac too, and I think that's yes. important. So what it's this sort of is today more exactly than just cognac. So the what we call the single cask line, all of these rums um, tonight that have the black labels have a third maturation. The third maturation and the aging on the single cask collection varies 
widely. It could be, you know, Amberana. We have various wine casks, uh, dessert wine, fortified wine, beer casks. We've also done um, Scottish whiskey, Irish, uh, Japanese whiskey, you say, whiskey finish, Uh tealing. We've done barrel swaps with Aquavit. Uh, with Linny Aquavit, which was really exciting. So there's really no end um, in sight for what we want to do, but it's not random. It's it's a calculated decision, much like anything in a in a blender's um, view. Well, the palette, but but and in a blender's palette, you're gonna you're gonna do whatever it sort of uh, whatever it sort of takes. Right. But there's it's not um, there's a rhyme and reason why you're doing certain ones, right? Certain cast. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's like hell. We have one of these sitting around. Yeah. Let's throw it in there. It, there's a no, there's, there's a intentionality. Madness. There's a madness. There's a method to the madness. Absolutely. Um, there's a difference, you know, and while we taste through them and the more that you taste rum, not just from our line, but in general, tasting rums from different origins, you find what is unique about each country and what might um, complement a different barrel. Right. So if the rum is very light to begin with, maybe I'm not going to use a, you know, smoky peaty whiskey barrel finish right. because it was take over it right so you have to kind of be um particular about those decisions and that's up to alexander gabriel so that's his wheelhouse that's his blending prowess i think that you know we have a lot of whiskey drinkers in the audience tonight, mm-hmm. and this is you know whiskey wednesday gone wild with rum so and i think this is the beauty behind rum that everybody doesn't get it's also the part that i think creates the most confusion because rum is made over a vast uh, array all over the world. Mm-hmm. And there's no sort of governing body. There's different ways rums are being made and different way rums are being processed and different methods and all this stuff. So it creates like this, it creates like this mysterious, like what, like, you know, each rum, what am I getting with each rum? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what I love about uh, plantation and like, we'll go through it tonight. We have like, we have actually sheets that will, it's very transparent right. what they're doing, but it can be almost anything. And I think that that is sort of the beauty behind it too. People I, I've seen criticize that. And I see, I think just the opposite. I think that's the beauty of it. There's, there's sure. such an open field and so many different flavor components and so many different ways you can go mm-hmm. that really the sky's limit. But here's the, here's the cool part we're doing tonight. At the end of the day, it's always liquid on lips. Right. So you're going to get what a chance you like to, to drink. What, what do you like? Mm-hmm. And that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate judge is your palate. Of course. Right. I think that um, rum does have rules. It's a misconception that rum is this wild, loosey goosey, you know, uh, make whatever you want to make. Right. We, we know rum in, in many countries has been made for hundreds of years Correct. Um, and to their specificity and to their styling. Um, I'm not going to judge any country for how their preferred style of production is. Well, I, or that's what I was talking about is like, Everybody has, there's different sets of rules per, right. and there's so many countries that do it. Right. That the rules are very wide and very spread. But the difference there. between rum um, is that it truly is a global spirit. It, mm. Molasses is shelf stable. So you can That's make right. rum in Antarctica if you wanted to. You know, you just need a heat source and be able to it, start I'll, a still. But, Massachusetts at one point was the biggest producer of rum in the world. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. We, we, even yeah, you even, need to be able to grow sugarcane. Sugarcane right. is not even... Um, in native to the Caribbean, right? We know the the history of Caribbean rum being so strong, but sugarcane is not native to the Caribbean either. So, you know, it grows anywhere that is high heat, humidity, nice soil. 
But molasses itself is still accountable for more than 90% of the world's rum. And molasses is shelf-stable. So as long as you can ship molasses somewhere, you can make rum there. Okay. Um, but the, the diversity in, in rum comes from the unique culture of each country's production. All right. I, I mean, that, may, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not that bright. So we'll go with that. <laughs> So, okay. So what are we start? What are we starting with well, tonight? So and we're going to do some, the first one I think is a double aged, right? Du- they're all double aged. They're all double aged. Well, okay. Some not the long pond. The long pond is, yeah. Long, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there anyway. We'll so, get there. Right. But I'm jumping in. Start with Barbados because okay. we have a distillery in Barbados. We were fortunate enough to uh, partner up with a distillery we had been working with for um, since the brand's inception, since 1999, uh, the West Indies Rum Distillery. And with that, acquisition. We are partners of two distilleries in Jamaica, Long Pond and Clarendon. We have um, a couple versions of that. We have the Long Pond here, the Long Pond ITP 15, which is their rum. It is not a part of the plantation rum line, but we like to show them off because they're our our partners. Uh, And then Cane Rock, which is comprised of rums from those distilleries. Uh, But West Indies Rum Distillery is our our home away from home where we have two homes now. So one in Cognac and one in Barbados. Um, we're just outside of Bridgetown. So if you come or you're on a cruise or something, it's literally a five minute uh, cab ride to the distillery. Okay. Um, so I feel like that's a safe place to start. I also think that Barbados rum is uh, very unique in its um, ability to have a very uh, easy balance. And so it's a great intro, especially for people who are new to rum or still kind of like dipping their toes in the water okay. of that category. That makes sense. So um, all of you out there with trays tonight, uh, there's a tasting mat we'll, we'll, that we can go through. And those of you who have trays, make sure the arrow is pointing towards you and that each numbered slot is uh, accordingly. You'll see it one, two, three, all the way up to eight because we're doing eight. Yeah, we added. <laughs> so the tasting mats. Um, <laughs> Are missing one. We're missing one, but we strategically put the extra one in between the two that true, we wanted true, to. True. So we're, we're all good if everybody pays attention, yeah, we'll, which will waver once we get into like the third rum. Well, the last rum is a spice rum. So you'll know very <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, we don't, want to, we don't want to jump there. We want that to be the last That's one right. because it's the sweetest and you know we don't want you to right. go back and forth from something like bold and oaky and then get back into something get sweet. Get back into something sweet. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Let's so the first one we're doing is a part of the undersea vintage collection. Yes, the these are really cool. If you ever seen the boxes on the shelf, this I I know. But but when you get three or four of these together, if you if you've never been to the Caribbean, you at least get an idea of the colors that are involved. It's beautiful. I mean, especially in a place like Boston. No offense, I'm from a northern place myself, from Wisconsin. Uh, Having been having been fortunate enough to have access to the Caribbean and being able to go to beautiful islands all the time. This is everything like seeing a light at the end of the tunnel, which is the eight months of winter that we punish ourselves with. That's what it's all about. And I I hope that when people have a, a familiarity with specific rums and specific countries, that it's a, a positive sensory recall right, that yeah. you taste that and, you know, I, I don't get the same thing from other spirit categories. We're not going to name names of any other spirits. But when I taste Barbados rum, I think of when I'm in Barbados. When I taste rum agricole, I think of being in Martinique. You know, the, there's this connection that is um, undeniable and and then uh, it's locked in in the brain. So, no, yeah, that's how we we want colorful how, packaging right. to represent. We didn't have this before. So if you see older bottles of the Plantation rum line, especially the, the vintages, they were very... Uh, 
I mean, they still had, you know, the, the twine here, but it didn't have the colorful imagery. We did that intentionally to set them apart because every vintage will be different, right? What's beautiful about not just uh, rum in, in general speaking, but what we do in Barbados is we have a lot of access to different tools. So you might have this this year, the 2013, but the one before that is going to taste completely different, different vintage year, different, you know, it's still an agricultural product. Um, the blend is different. Barbados rum is almost always bottled as a blend of column and pot still. Um, and that blend varies. So it might be 70% 30, maybe it's 40% column still, 60 pot still. It can be whatever it's to their discretion, whatever the producer wants to do. So it's not just about how old is it and then expect to taste the same, right? So right. we wanted the it's bottles not, it's to the art of the apart. blend. It's the art of the blend. And obviously turtles are protected in, in the Caribbean, but especially in Barbados. So we wanted to pay a little homage to, to our turtle friends. Um, so we're going to start there. Okay, great. Barbados 2013 Under the Sea um, Vintage Collection. All right. Hmm. Well, that's pretty nice. That's a great way, great place to start out. Oh, yeah. Um, so this Barbados is a blend of column and pot still. Um, like all of our rums, it is double aged. So the first eight years of this rum were aged in Barbados in ex-bourbon casks. Um, quick note, bourbon, because we know the laws about bourbon and, and it's a necessity for first American oak, a lot of those barrels find their way into the Caribbean. So bourbon barrel is the default for almost all rum production. Um, and that's just what we have access to. The second aging for us is cognac barrel because we're a cognac house. So we have a second finish for one year on this particular rum. And uh, and we also changed the climate. So we're doing two climates. We bring this back to France, correct? We bring it back to so France. We call this continental aging? Continental aging. Okay. And it's so when you see that, that's what aging. it is. Right. Right. So we know in the Caribbean, aging is at least two times as fast as Kentucky. So that is, um, you have to take that into consideration, not just for price point, but for what imparting, what that imparts into the product, right? It's going to get really oaky a lot faster than it would if it was aging somewhere in middle America. Um, so we like to slow down the aging, especially when we're shifting rum into a different mm -hmm. cask. We want to make sure that it's not shocking the spirit. Uh, but yeah, the rum has a little French vacation in the south of France and uh, and then varying ages. But this one is particularly eight years tropical, one year uh, continental in ex-cognac. In ex-cognac. And mm -hmm. just for everybody to know, this is uh, 50.2 ABV. So, so a little bit hot. A little bit. Well, yeah. Um, we say that it's over 100 proof. The, 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 you know, these, these are pros. Like yeah. they, they understand, like, I mean, that 100. Right. 15 years ago would have been a different story, but right. I feel like now we know. Yeah. But the other part of this too, I think too, is when they, when they taste this, I, and I will tell you right now, and, and we do cast strength rum, uh, mm -hmm. cast strength whiskeys all the time and stuff like that too, does not taste um, over a hundred. Yeah. It's, 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 it, there's right. no real, there's a warmth, but there's no burn. There's no so, burn. It really is about nice. the blending. It is about um, creating a balance. And I think Bayesian rum specifically excels at that. That mm -hmm. is their aim, which is why I think it's always a great place to start. Start with Barbados. If you're new to the category, that's like the, the easy, the easy sipper. What do you guys think? Yum. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, you, you, you've won some of them over. Well, all right. like they, 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 I don't think there was anybody that was uh, disappointed. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> and save some, you know, we'll compare. Oh, save some. Uh -huh. Oh, too late? Way too late. Are you kidding? Already? Save some? No. Way too late. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're done too. Okay, guys, she's new. She's new. She's new. <laughs> she's never she's never experienced you before. She doesn't understand. No, you're not getting any more rum. So I, mean, I, I hope you, I I hope you enjoy been... use use your mental notes and remember how that tasted. I can't say no. <laughs> I will. I will give. All right. So there's more the rum. good part about this is, is there's another rum. Many. There's many. Rums. Yes, I know this live. <laughs> so, so the next one that we're going to try is the XO, the, 20th, the, XO. the, the 20th anniversary. Oh, wait. Is that right? Which one? Which one? Ten, ten oh, year. oh, the 10 year. So this is the Black Label Single Cast Collection. So, right. so he moved, these are special. Up. These are usually allocated. These aren't always open market and uh, not every region even gets the same things. So if you find it here, there's a good chance you're not going to find it in a neighboring state or even um, like it, within the region. You might have to go as far as Chicago to get the next one. I, that, uh, yeah. Yeah. This, so this is one of ours. Yep. This is your pick. Yep. This is our pick. And this one is really cool because... It, I'll give you. It does not say on the. It doesn't say on the label because hmm. it just says that it was aged in stout casts. Can I say it now? Because it's on my sheet. Oh, it's on my sheet, right, you guys? So any of the ones that are the lock, are the lock and key picks, you actually have. There's. Um, I actually were able to get some of the. Um, keep some of the sheets on these, so you you actually have them in front of you, and I can tell you it was aged four months. In Brooklyn, back Black Ops um, uh, Imperial Stout beer mm -hmm. barrel. So this is a little bit. This is even off. This is a little bit off the beaten path. Uh, even, yeah. even, with, even with you guys, the different the different casts that you do. We've this, done some beer picks. We've done uh, Duval also. That yeah. was a barrel swap. So, um, but this is a as far as Brooklyn back Black Ops is sort of a legendary beer. Yes. If you're in, into beers, this is sort of one that's Absolutely. that people talk about. Um, no, it's it's still double cask. No, this one's triple. Triple, excuse me, you are correct. Yep, it should so, be. I don't have. Yeah, we the tropical age four years in bourbon, um, uh, five point five years in uh, Pierre Ferrand cask, and then four months in the Brooklyn Black Ops uh, barrel aged Imperial Stout beer cask. That's a mouthful and a half. Yeah, isn't it? I got it through so it though. It's it's like the the five legged sheep. You know, it's it's a the color on this the, thing. Yes, there's a question in the back. Yes. Is the Brooklyn yes. Black Ops cast shipped yes. to France mm -hmm. was the question. Correct. And yes, it was. Yeah, we ship all of Straight the barrels. From Brooklyn. All the, the, the For these, yes. Yes. But uh, the but the the most of them are gonna go it, it, do they some of them do travel back from France and being bottled in the in the Caribbean though, correct? Um, we have a line called Stades, which is bottled in the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, a quick note about Caribbean bottling in general is that there are no glass factories. Uh, yeah. there's well, there's one. Um, they mostly just bottle for beer. They don't have access to make fancy um, liquor bottles. So anything that's bottled in the Caribbean, we have to ship empty glass from usually China or from Europe, and that ships into the Caribbean, just empty glass, um, inert, and then we ship it back to whatever country of consumption. So countries that, or producers that can, will bottle closer to source of consumption. Um, but you'd have to buy a lot of uh, bottling facilities to do that. So 
yeah, it's, it's not, not common. It's not really, and it's not really set up for it. It's I mean, not, especially it's not set up for it. There's just not resources for it. Um, uh, bottle uh, glass factories are really hard on the environment, and the islands are tiny. So not only do we have to import barrels because we don't have oak, we have to import glass because we don't have glass. Um, everything is is a kind of a precious import. So if you've ever been to one of the islands, you understand this because it's like you mm-hmm. know anything really is brought in. It's um, yeah, almost with the exception like of the seafood that you're eating. Right, it does pretty much everything else is brought mm-hmm. in. Now the second one, um, for, uh, this is uh, I don't know I uh, when Gio and I tasted this one we fell in love with this barrel like like right away i mean we stopped tasting i think sean's back there i think we stopped once we hit this barrel we actually stopped tasting other barrels we're just like this is it because uh, this is such a, a unique uh flavor components it's uh, that go into the huh it's meaty yeah you can sink your teeth into this one yeah. definitely right very full. so there's very little left i just will tell all of you there is very little left of this barrel for obvious reasons if you're tasting this you know for obvious reasons but this is um i don't want to call it because to me somebody said it's like christmas in a bottle but um the flavor components i think go sort of uh are more universal than that Mm -hmm. because i I almost get like cinnamon cookie right you know in in this and i think that's what everybody sort of pops into that's that's christmas and i'm like yeah i guess so but cinnamon or like windmill cookies yeah i like those a lot there's a little bit of almond a little nuttiness Mm. But this is very different. That 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 third aging part of this, I think, makes it very very different. So um, the ABV on this one is forty nine percent because this is still nothing's been done to this. Is uh, of nothing's been done to this as far as proof. It's not been watered down. This is this is what it came out as forty nine. It is lowered. This yeah. one's lowered. We just still well. It depends now, on the I don't rum. Know if this one did, is this one lowered. Is this lowered, Sean? To forty nine. Gently. <laughs> Oh my God. I talked to a guy in sales. I don't know why I even bothered <laughs> gently. Uh, it's molasses base. It's pot and column blend of, of, of rum. It was, it, it was distilled in 2011. It is four years in bourbon cast 5.5 years in cognac from Pierre Ferrand cognac cask. another four months in the Brooklyn's uh, black Ops stout. Um, I don't know what else I can tell you about it. It's delicious. I guess I could. This is really good. Yeah. Um, what do we think? Raise of hands. Who likes who it? Who likes this one? Woo-woo. Nice. Sir, don't hit cool. the guy next to you when you go up to the hand that fast. <laughs> he finished his glass again. Oh, no, they're done. They're That's done? Not, yeah, the number two's gone. It is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Please. <laughs> so, Those are fast. So silly. Um, but um, but, but again, too, like at almost 100 proof, again, I think the the texture of this rum um, and the flavor components really, it, you know, there's alcohol in it, but it's mm-hmm. not, it's not at the forefront. You're not getting any side right. of that. I think what we want to do as, as a team, Balanced. like Alexon wants, we strive for balance. We also want the, the rum to be perfect out of the bottle. Not this, oh, I have to open it up, wait five months, you know, let it oxidize a touch and then, uh, or, you know, add two cubes. Like we want it to be perfect as is. Uh, so we don't. Well, what about the neck pour? No, no, no. no, no. We won't get into that. Sorry. No, no, no. no. Stop. Oh, Stop it. boy. You already know the answer to that. Stop it. All right. So, yeah. I mean, again, we picked this rum. That this is this is one of our this is one of our faves um, from all the picks we've done. Although Great. we're going to try another one tonight. That's that that was up there too. So, 
Um, we all like all of them. There's a reason we picked them. Yeah. I mean, let's not be silly. Yeah, they're great. They're good. <laughs> you know. Well, it's rum. It's, and so. it's rum. Uh, yes, and it's rum. I will give you that. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> all right. So number three on number three, we're going to try now. Number now we're doing the XO, right? So what is great about the XO um, what, and kind of funny is that this is the only one that Alexon did not uh, blend himself. This started as a project that was a gift for um, for Alexon when it was his 20th year with the company. So um, they the, the team came up with this blend and he liked it so much that we made it a permanent um, skew and uh, it's still a hit all these years later I think it's a great nightcap rum it's a wide range blend which is something we do in cognac all the time and uh, it's just lovely this is what we call a night night rum night night because you, if you drink this later on in the night you can't stop and then eventually you go night night <laughs> and very soft you know yeah, it's soft, proof. It's easy to drinking so that's this. Oh, that's this one. I know. Nice. I knew the different bottle, but I wasn't reaching for it. Um, what's the ABV on this one? Uh, 80? 80. 80. I'm sorry, 80, 40. Yeah, 40. 40 mm -hmm. ABV. And it's just, it, it is extra old. There is no real age statement on this. This is the right. blend of different age rums to get this flavor. Right. When we do a, a vintage, if it's a single vintage or vintage, we will put the age statement on the bottle. Yep. If it is a blend... It'll say XO or, you know, VSOP or something, but we don't, we don't want to confuse anybody. So if it has a distillation year, that's its inception year and the aging there right. will be on the bottle, but XO is XO. So we're not going to put, I can tell you what the aging is, but it varies. You know, what, what well, is important it's, about. It's to get to the flavor, not so much about the age that right. makes it right. It's about the blend, not right. necessarily the age, which is. Everybody always thinks that's a cop out and it's not. And, and it bothers me because it's like, I want it to taste as close to this every single time. So whatever it whatever you have right. to do to make it taste that way, I don't care right. if it's grinding pixies in the back. Yeah. The Grind the pixies and make it taste like this and you're all set. Yeah. Blending is, is not an easy task. I mean, we have to remember that where everything affects the, the flavor inside the barrel, where the barrel is stored in the warehouse, right? Is it on right. the floor? Is it really high? Is your... Um, aging facility close to a bed of water? Is it very humid there? Is it dry? Is it um, well lit and really tall? Or do you keep your racks kind of low? All of those things will affect your um, your flavor. So sometimes uh, in cognac, if we notice something's getting a little too oaky, we might move it to a different warehouse that's going to be right. Um, a more gentle integration, something more humid where it's going to be softer, or we want it intentionally to be spicy. So we'll keep it in the dry cellar that's going to be kept really tall, very bright, similar to what we see in, you know, Kentucky and Bourbon Town. Mm -hmm. um, bourbon country, not Bourbon Town. I like it. Bourbon Town. That's, that's right. Somewhere. Um, me down is that a brand? Town. Probably. Well, did I just come up with my first bourbon brand? Here yes, we go. Bourbon Town. Bourbon Town. Um, population. You, uh, that's what it's going to say on the. Is that what it's going to say? <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to say it's on, on a on weird app there, but I like it. It's hey. <laughs> I'm an ideas guy. Um, so anyway, but all of these things affect the flavor. So, uh, you know, we want, we will be transparent when there is an official age statement. The XO is not meant to be a, a trick. Um, we just want you to know that it's a blend. I've had these, I've had this um, for, you know, quite a while and I've had different like what would be years of, mm. of different blends of this, right? There's right. very, I, I would say that there's very little um, drift. 
Right. They're very spot. On. They're very spot on from year to year. I've, I've like, you know, you do anything. You try to make it the same. There, will be changes. All, there always is. A, but this one, the drift is slight. If right. there's a drift, it's very slight. The so, goal is to try and get as close, close to, to this all the time. That thing, which is something we do in cognac, right? There are single vintage cognacs. They're rare. They're exceedingly rare. We do it occasionally. But the goal for cognac is a blended spirit. So right. that's kind of where our, our impetus was to do mm-hmm. not just double aging, but also to kind of show off what, what we're good at in cognac is blending. We can do that really well with rum. We've done. So if you like this, when you, when you see it on the shelf, knowing that you're going to, you're, this is what you're going to get right every time. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid. Uh, this to is, this is one of my, this is one of my, uh, this is one of my go-to when somebody's looking for a gift. Thanks. Because it's just, uh, first of all, Listen, we always talk about presentation. Presentation is an important thing. What's in the bottle for us is more important than the presentation, but this has got both. So when you're trying to give a gift, and of course, it's our job to make you, if you're getting a gift from here, it's our job to make you look like a hero. Right. So this is one that you just go to, oh, I'm looking for rum. I want to spend this much. You go, here you go. Yeah. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, this is it. It's just easy. Have fun. Have fun. And it's. Basically, it's like a cocktail in a glass. You don't need to, you don't need to do much to mix this. with it. You don't even have right. to add ice. It's not hot, right? So it's just right. an easy sipper. Um, it works well with con- uh, not with cognac, with uh, cigars. So if you're into cigars, that's that's a good wheelhouse. Yes, Lisa. For that, it's all when, Barbados, all Barbados, but, but different, different ages. ages. Yeah, so you're just wondering if they were getting the rum from different uh, we do sources. Salty Island blends, um, right. kind of our core line uh, for that we uh, do really well with for bar community. There's a bunch of bartenders on the team, and we're kind of like the one company that does both. We'll do these beautiful single vintages, we'll do blends, but we also are kind of in touch with um, our bar partners and what they need. So we've come up with some great tools for them, like the three star and the original dark, the Stiggins pineapple rum. Those are multi Island blends where we're kind of using the same blending techniques from cognac, but to create something for, for them, you know, so it's not always just about sipping. Sometimes it's like, I need a great base. I need a, um, yeah, the white rum, the, the three star mm-hmm. is, is one of my, uh, go-tos if you're making like a daiquiri or something yeah. like that, that's one of those. And ones. that's a Trinidad, Jamaica, Barbados. So we'll do, we'll do both obviously because we are, you know, um, doing our own production in Jamaica and Barbados. You're going to see a lot of those rums, but we have rum from everywhere. We also have a great relationship with, um, Fiji. So we have, uh, a lot of rum coming from there as yeah. well. Um, that, delicious. by the way, that is a great uh, light style or white rum. However, you want to mm-hmm. want to put the three star. Um, that's a really really high quality at a very affordable pricing. Um, that matches some of the, like the mass producers of rum in pricing uh, way, but yeah. the flavor component on that for your mixed cocktails. I think blows them out of the water. Yeah. I think people have the assumption that premium as a word means that it has to be aged, that, you know, that unaged rum or young rum is not good or that it's not finished until it's aged a certain year, which is true for whiskey, right? Certainly for bourbon because it's the law. Um, But for rum, it's very different. Rum, I encourage people to try younger rum. I encourage them to try unaged rum because it is very unique and it, it should be perfect it should be good enough off the still um and then and you use it for different things yeah you use it for different things so it it fits the purpose too yeah so and the cocktail application is not to bury it it should be to complement it very good yeah all right so 
so we're adding Barbados number. Okay. What did you think of the um the 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 the, the XL, right? Good stuff, right? <laughs> what was that? I said yes, please. Yes, please. No, you've had the I keep going back. You've had it. Now the next one I'm looking at has a little bit of a a, a reddish tinge to it. Mm-hmm. Um uh, number four. Oh yeah, Panama. Panama. Now, so this is like the Van Halen song, right? Panama. I was hoping you would do that. You know I would. <laughs> Uh, I have a funny story about my mom meeting uh, David Lee Roth, but I'm not going to share it here today. It's a secret. Oh, my God. If it becomes David Lee Roth is your dad, then we're going to Wishes. What? <laughs> Come on. If Are you kidding? I, I would love to inherit those high kicks. Yeah. I would oh, never yeah. do that. Yeah. It's got to be genetic. Um there's no way. Again, a really strange path, but He's really still good. Doing I like it. it. Yeah, you know, I, I saw it. him perform maybe six years ago. He can still high kick. He's got a six pack and eight pack abs at his age. Come on. No one. That's that's, that's genetic. I should be so true. lucky. Right. There you go. Well, I'm sure your dad thinks the same way. All right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. So we're going to so Panama. Number four. We got Panama. Yeah. And this one really has several ties to France. Mm-hmm. Right. They get the um because not only did it go back for cognac, mm-hmm. it went back for Pouillac. Yeah. Pouillac uh is a uh wine from wine Bordeaux. Region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bordeaux it's, Bordeaux region. It's delicious. Um so this is a ten wine months. finish. Yeah, 10 months in the Pouillac uh wine cask. So eight years in the bourbon cask now, one year in the uh the cognac cask, and then 10 months in the Pouillac cask. So this is uh this up there. I mean, you know, you're t- again you're talking mm-hmm. close to a 10 year. A ten-year age on this we'll uh, single old. single barrel uh, ABV on this one is fifty. Yep. And, and see, that's why I don't think they've been gently, <laughs> gently watered, gently down because this one's fifty. Yeah. So fifty so, percent um, um, ABV on this one. I love Panamanian rum. Panama, they do have volcanic soil. Um, they have a, a really oppressively hot climate, so things that age there are getting beaten up. Um, Which is weird because Bordeaux has a very flinty, like um, um, tough, uh, rocky soil right. too. Mm-hmm. Yep, all of those things affect the flavor, where it's aging, how the style of the rum, the terroir of where it's from. But Panama Panamanian rum always has this almost like cocoa nib quality to mm-hmm. it that I don't find in any other rum. I don't know what it is. There's a question. Yes. Little less, he said. It strikes him as less sweet and a little bit more dry. Is that from the base spirit or is that from the finishing? It's gonna be from the rum initially. Uh, Panamanian rum and some rum countries that uh, prefer a lighter style, they're getting more oak from the barrel. Like the lighter the rum is at inception, the more um, influence of the wood. Influence of the wood. So technically, it's both like to answer the question it's really it's because the rum is very light to begin with that the oak is shining through stronger watch this it's sort of like when you triple distilled whiskey <laughs> it gets that lighter that lighter so it picks up more characteristics from the barrel right same ah see <laughs> so this is instead of triple distilling this is a uh, column distillate column, right but, so it's continuous but, but, but it is that lighter style that's it is a lighter style you can make heavier rums with a column still but you pull at a lower plate um, so we do that in Barbados, but we don't own production in Panama. Sorry. Column still is all stacks. 
So it's like that long column. It's exactly what it says is a long column. And there's different plates along the way. It can have a variety of different ones. It can have, I've seen 16 plates. It's it's insane. Mm -hmm. But wherever you pull the distillate out of, so there's a hose, there's a, a, a pipe coming off of it of where you're trying to pull the 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 um the distillate off or the the vapors off the lower you um you put that pipe in the column the heavier um and less and actually in the almost the less distilled it is because each plate represents a distillation right. and just so what, what's happening is you're rectifying the spirit right? right so to make vodka for example you would distill as high as you can you'd pull at the top, top. plate you would want to get to 95 or 96 percent um abv so as hot as you can go and you're making a neutral spirit because what's happening is every plate no is color, stripping, no flavor, no, no. stripping those like right. volatile substances so the higher you get the more neutral the flavor right so the if you're using a column still to make rum you don't want it to be neutral obviously because you're not trying to make vodka um you would pull at a lower plate but you could certainly pull even far lower than that you could pull at uh 75 percent you know or 85 percent you wouldn't want to go as hot as you can pot still you have to double distill because it won't you're get hot enough it, to right? be a full spirit it, right yeah question yes yes jim What's the angel share? Angel share in in like and down in the islands. Caribbean islands, uh, like eight percent, yeah, annual, um, which affects the price point and kind of if you if you see a rum that says it's you know twenty five years old or something and it's under thirty dollars, that's a lie because financially that would be get out of town insanity. Like you you just can't make a profit off that. Uh, it depends on whether it's humid or not. Um, so it depends on if it's a dry heat or a humid heat. Uh, so if the seller, if we want to have like a spicy interaction, you will lose the water content in a dry climate. You'll lose the um, alcohol in a humid climate. So it just depends. Uh, where, and that's, where what's, that's what's sort of interesting about the Caribbean is that you, you can get those those variations right yeah and sometimes not every island right. within the same island right. uh, panama is tends to be um dry but extremely hot whereas uh like guatemala also extremely hot but also extremely humid. rainy right. humid so the interaction with the barrel is going to be different barbados okay. is kind of always the same barbados is like 75 to 85 yeah, degrees every like day winds, right it's straight like winds we're also at the bottom of the antilles so like we don't really get tornado. I say we like I live there. Um, we don't have tornadoes like that. We don't have hurricanes. Uh, knock on wood. We yeah, luck not, out. Sorry, go. I'm locking on go. that barrel top. Um, so yeah, we we luck out kind of most of the time with any extreme weather. But it also means that our barrels aren't doing as much um, expanding and contracting right. the way they would in climates like France or even in Kentucky, where you have more of a variety of um, temperature and humidity now so this one you definitely there's like red berry in this there's there's mm -hmm. that wine that wine comes through on this there's a, a different sort of feel to this one what do, what do you guys think of this i mean it's just i think it's just showing like the variations that we're going through totally different and really to do all of this is to show that rum is unique and uh to each production country so when you start looking through liquor shelves and you're you're at a store like julio's you're like what what do I like? What did I like from that tasting? Was it Barbados? Was it Guatemala? Was it 
you know, Panama. Yeah, it's supposed like, to show the, the depth and breadth of what is rum. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hopefully you're getting that tonight. I hope so. <laughs> With eight rums, you might if be If you didn't, it save it for after. We'll talk about it. We'll walk through it. Huh? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, that is the, the, that la- the one you just tried, the Panama, is, is actually a lock and key. Thank um, you, David Lee Roth, for your contribution to Panama. That's right. What's that? I'm sorry, say that again? Yes, we do. Well, all three of the ones we're trying tonight, we do have, except for one, which... I don't know any of the other words to the song Panama. Do you, does anyone? What is it even well, about? Well, if, well, nah, well, we'll stop right there. Um, <laughs> it's David Lee Roth. What do you think it's about? What do we Not supposed to be about a car, but, you know... A, okay, no. It's supposed to be about a car? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Reach between my legs and ease the seat back. Is that what you're talking about, sir? Yes. What? Get your mind out of the gutter and start drinking your rum. We've spent way too much time. It's my fault. It is your fault. It's my fault. It is your fault. I'm going with that one. It's okay. I'll claim ownership of this um, derailment. All right. Now to Guiana. Guiana. Let's go. All right. Now tell um, me tell me about Guiana. So there's only one distillery in Guiana, um, mm-hmm. DDL. They are responsible for Eldorado rums and a few other brands, Diamond, et cetera. Um, we are partners with DDL in the relationship in Jamaica. So that is a shared relationship. We have three, we're one third owner of the the two distilleries there. And we share it with Jamaicans, with the Jamaican team, the NRJ, which is fronted by Martha Miller. She's the first ever female CEO of a Jamaican rum company. Um, and actually beyond, there are very few women uh, owners in in rum, um, especially in the Caribbean. And then Diamond, uh, DDL is the other uh, partner there. So this is their, their product. This is a pot still rum and it has an aging in, is this one the Pinot de Chiron? This is the Pinot de Chiron. Yeah. yeah. So red Pinot de Chiron, which yes. is different than the one we make. We don't, we do make a Pinot de Chiron, but not you the Rouge. We make yeah. white. white. Mm-hmm. We only have white grapes. Um, Pinot de Chiron is like a fortified dessert wine. Uh, so it's like usually 30% to 70% of the grape must versus grape must being the 70% and then the fortified 30%. This is only pot distilled on this one too. Yes. Right. right? Yep. Pot still. So heavier flavor. Guiana is known for being really bold, for having really kind of punchy, um, uh, kind of loud spirits. There, yeah, this does. Yeah, it, it's it's in your face for sure. Oh yeah, um, Guiana is it's like really vintage equipment. So after the sugar crash, a lot of distilleries, um, and specifically Guiana, they could consolidate. So they consolidated with other neighboring distilleries, and they acquired all of these great vintage um, stills that still work uh it's really impressive and we we did the same we have a couple of really vintage stills from the 1800s which is uh really impressive to think that the equipment must have been so geniusly produced that it still works after all these years but yeah they do too in guiana well i'm glad they did because this um we we, yeah i think i'm missing that one i'll double check it when we get there I'm missing a rum. Isn't rum fun? Isn't it? Now, what do you guys think of this? This is different because I don't know. Who's ever had a Pinot de Chiron? By itself? I highly recommend. It's really good. You should drink more of it, by the way. 
It's delicious, especially now we're getting to the summer months. Great. If you have um, experienced, I don't want to say it's like sherry. It's not like sherry, but it has that like raisin quality. It's very um, just kind of jammy up front and it's young cognac, which I wish we could see more of. I think um, I've been fortunate to taste uh, fresh um, French brandy before it's cognac. Obviously, I can't call it cognac off the still, but it's so beautiful. And I wish we could do more with really young cognac. Oh, that I, I, people don't understand young, young cognac and they don't, I mean, but even like, even like, um, like the, the right off the still that they, they do the, the, the Blanc. Yeah. It's which is, uh, great too, which is great mix ability on that too. It's beautiful. I think the, the, the real issue is that we have beautiful grand champagne grapes, right? And with access to that, like literally the best grapes in the region, we wouldn't want to cheapen what we have by selling something that we can't call cognac if it's under the age minimum right. then we have to call it something else we just call it like eau de vie right. um, which is beautiful but it's not the same but that's right? not money it's not money, money money is cognac i think it's semantics and i, I i'm do. pushing I, I for unaged eau de vie from france well if you do something too funky you have to call it brandy and it's it's it, 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 it uh, once again Liquid to lips. It ta- it depends on what it tastes like. The taste is there, but it right. does kind of, you know, yeah, I guess. if you're using the best grapes in the region, you kind of want to make sure that you're yeah. capitalizing on that. In no, I, absolutely. So but. this is a little, one's a little bit different. I, I, I personally love this one, but um, it can be divided. What do you guys, what do you guys think of this one? The Pinot de Chirant one too, the Ganya. And it is, we're starting with a Pinot de Chirant, which not many people have had. And, the Ganyan rum, which is a little bit more, yeah, knock you around a little bit. Yep. Um, I, love, I think it's great. It's definitely bold. I, I think that. there's a rum for everybody. And I encourage people to, to kind of check out different countries because they're so, I mean, there's just no end in sight on what you can create. And th- these are all molasses based. I mean, mind you, we haven't even touched rum agricole or rum right. from, you know, like, raw sugarcane juice or like claren or chironda they make rum in mexico if you want to try those rums those are all really fun too so there's there's really no end in sight we have, we i used ag- to work for an agricole company yeah. actually and i love it uh i do like agricole i prefer my agricole to be unaged personally because i like that kind of grassy vegetal who's um, ever had agricole like unaged agricole yeah. right okay so um uh black olives in a can <laughs> when you open a black olives in a can that's to me because people always are like oh describe the f- flavor mm-hmm. to me that's the flavor yeah there's it's a like, very it's a very degrees of right there's different yeah, degrees some more than others but yes but there is that side of like yeah and it, and it is it's the black olives in the juice in they the can, can be borderline yeah. just savory i've had yeah. some like claren from haiti that tastes like pizza like it just cool which is cool. And think? some people love it. So I just say, you know, if you're into a new experience, share for every, you got to try them all. What? Share for every seat or whatever it is, something like that. Or ask for every seat. What's right. That? Like mezcal, it, just, it, it, varies. it does vary. Because when we're using sugarcane juice, it has to be, um, you know, you're not shipping juice, right? It oxidizes immediately. So that is uh, an opportunity to really taste literally that. It's also the method, though. Ground. 
It's not only the juice. Right. It's not just the juice. Uh, the cane juice. It's also the method. Because yeah, each, if you're each using distil- still. Right. It's each distills are all different too. If you're fermenting for longer, right? Like in, in Martinique, they yeah. are not allowed to do long fermentation of their wash because it's against their AOC. But if you're in Haiti, if you're in Guadeloupe, you could maybe do something a little different. Um, so it just, it, it varies pretty widely. Pretty a long, a long fermented sugar cane juice distillate will be the one that tastes like pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Pizza rum. <laughs> no lies were told. It's no, definitely no, like it's tomato not. oregano. Yeah. J- Jamaican rums yeah. that are like, that, that are, that are in like these, uh, what am I going to get? I think the things are, you know. Oh, wait, speaking of Jamaican, we're on the next, the next rum. Oh, is this the other one you brought? No, this is the long pond. Oh, no. Well, we're doing long pond first. Well, we don't have to. We can. No, we can do long pond. Absolutely. Long pond. All right. Uh, Long pond is a historic distillery in Trelawney in Jamaica. I I, I thought I mixed them up, but I did not. You did not. You'll know. I know. Exactly. You'll you'll know whether it's spice rum or not. Um, the, oh, I wasn't worried about the spice drum, uh, the Aberana. Heard. Uh, the Trelawney region is famous in Jamaica for making these bold, really funky, um, fruity rums, like mm. high fruit notes. Yeah. Uh, so Long Pond and Hamden are the two old distilleries in that region. They're kind of on like neighboring estates, um, and they both have the same. It's 1753 is their um, founding year, which is an incredibly long time to be a rum company that did not have a brand. So Long Pond, this bottle is the first time they've ever launched their own thing into market. Um, Before then, for hundreds of years, they've been selling bulk. um, And each Jamaican producer has to register their their distillates with the government. So they they call them marks, um, but it's a recipe, if you will. So we we make several different things in Jamaica um, at Long Pond and at Clarendon, and they're all registered with the government. This one is called ITP, but there, there are several and they're kind of given a, an ester range. So it's not always exactly the same ester count for each mark, but they try to fit that range. Um, we only have pots still there. And uh, they focus on really heavy, kind of bold, funkier rums. Nice. No, it's it's <laughs> um so it's they're working in the mines tonight. Yeah, okay? like, so we're in the basement, so it's yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm on the train that's in the in the picture here, the that's metro right. station. Yeah, well, that's the train coming through. Train coming to town. Uh, so that's Long Pond. It's just a really beautiful distillery. If you get out to Jamaica to check out um, the distillery, you're not really allowed to take pictures in the fermentation room. A uh, quick note about that is that they do long fermentation. So the wash will sit, um, you know, by contrast in some other countries, like in Trinidad, they might dis- they'll distill after 48 hours tops. Short fermentation. It's humid. Your wash will bubble to the right ABV. You can distill right away. Uh, but Jamaican producers prefer these like longer fermentation because they want those concentrated esters. They want this like high fruit kind of way overripe banana. Um, it gets some, that funk. Yeah. It, that's, it's, they're looking for the funk. They're looking for the funk. And um, they the, the highest esters are the ones that they sell as like rum concentrate. So if you see those in private bottler markets. I mean, those are pretty, pretty crazy. I, I don't want to say, I mean, they're potable, but they're not, um, 
they're not a pleasant journey. I mean, if you're you're drinking like the highest marks from Long Pond, they were initially made to be to capitalize on selling less for more. Right. Like if I make this crazy, supercharged, um, high flavor rum concentrate, I can sell a smaller volume uh, for the same price as a, you know, a bulk sale right. and so you're maximizing your your resources that way and they're this is genius I mean, at these techniques for a lot of people who don't know this i mean this is this long point is like a legendary distillery yes, yes. and it's also very secretive because like i yeah. said you can't take pictures in the fermentation room um the reason uh because well partially prideful right partially that the producers are trying to hold these secrets near and dear um they're passed down they're not there's not a lot of written record on these things although that doesn't mean it's happening by accident these are scientists running the distilleries they, they all have yeah, yeah they're chemists um and and engineers so it's not by accident but it's partially that it's also that uh foreign you know the the foreign um eyes on the subject that like might be considered unsavory or unclean right like is is some governing body from the u.s going to come in and be like oh this is you know unsanitary shut it down we can't drink this obviously whatever bacteria is coming into um coming into play in the wash is going to get distilled so we're not poisoning anybody right like it's not but poison. Is that, that is also that's also part of it though mm-hmm. i mean that that is actually part of, it's a part that, of the that, wash no, that's what i'm saying that Absolutely. that actually is there there is a they're not are they even adding yeast? They yep. Well, there's natural yeast and there's, there's like a combo yeast. Yeah, we there's stuff that's going on at the distillery that right. Is these natural. these pits that they use, uh, like dunder pits. Right. Um. There's always rumors. There's always somebody that's like, yeah, I think there's like dead cats in the in the dunder pits. There are not. I will tell you that there are no, um, like rotting animal corpses. There's no goat heads hanging out, and but you might see like a floating piece of breadfruit. <laughs> like you'll see things in there, but you're not allowed to. You know, you can ask questions. They won't answer them. You can. Uh, you're not allowed to take it's pictures. Highly, it's highly secretive. What they're doing has been passed down. I mean, what was the date? Seventeen. Seventeen fifty-three. Seventeen fifty-three. Okay, so I mean, you know, this is the way they do things. Yeah. I mean, you go. I mean, if you've ever been to Burgundy. And you walk into a, 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 a winery, they have not, and some of the ones that are very well known and everybody looks after, that place has not been cleaned right. since inception. It's a part, you know, and they, but that's these are part of it. They want fermenters, that. They right? Want that. We're talking about wooden fermenters. You don't right. wash the fermenter, right? Like it's not stainless steel. You're not looking to clean it out. A part we of do that, that in the United States, but they don't, they don't do that. Right. And there's, 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 a, um, there's a philosophy of not doing it. Right. Because that that is what's actually making your stuff mm-hmm. taste a certain way. I mean, if you and you don't want you have to keep the fermenter wet. You don't want it to create bad bacteria, right. certainly, because that's that's a problem, um, and it'll affect uh, all of your distillate. But you you don't clean it out, you know. So it's it, there is just kind of this like we well, keep the outsiders. It's, right. it's it's always kept going. So it's yeah. never really. There's no really. It's like sourdough bread. Yeah, you, know? you gotta you keep it going. Gotta... What do you guys? What do you guys think of this? Because now you're actually like this is like this is connoisseur rum. This is like you know you're into rum. You're drinking this. You're into rum. Mm-hmm. You understand funky in a good way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Matt. Not me. What do you guys think? It's very different from what we've tasted the rest of the night. There's I mean, a question. Yeah. Right. Only recently have they started yeah. filing under their own name. 
Hamden, Hamden's been doing it for a while. They only started bottling their own name with Rumfire. That's their first ever brand. So, yeah, but it was, um, um, isn't that because it, when it was um, exported though? They've been they bought- for big export yeah. producers. Yeah. Right. So uh, back in the day, you would sell the, the, history of those distilleries they would sell to uh germany um full flavored rums that germany would use to uh make liqueurs with and make different products and also um other parts of europe england certainly like these tide houses where they were drinking a lot of rum but they would buy specific marks and then they would make their own blend and every tavern would have their own particular rum blend and then at some point uh the distillery owners were like what if we come up with our own brand and will make the one that is as close tasting to the, you know, the, the rum blend that you were making at your bar. And they're like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll take that. So that's kind of how it started. But both of those distilleries after hundreds of years, I mean, Rumfire has only been out a few years as well. So still a really long history to never have your own brand. And in fact, in Barbados, it was illegal to be, you couldn't legally have a distillery and a brand. So it's not this romantic, um production history that we have in whiskey where you know right. i am jack daniels this is my distillery this is my history my lineage um there there's a lineage of the distillery and then there's a separate lineage of the brand, the brand. they were not the same right yes does the long pond have Just the one bottle the one, or the launch launch the itp here and then they had a vrw in europe um there's more coming so they're they're working on other things yeah they're collectible for now we are working on other things yeah. um and then clarendon uh is operating for a brand called money musk money musk is uh the plantation that was in clarendon um so clarendon distillery is now making that rum yeah, and money musk has been around we import from money musk we've been doing that for a while um so we'll you know we'll keep bringing that into the u.s they have some age marks that are available just not here Great. All right, so now um, this is this is our bonus rum that we're gonna try next. I didn't get one of the sheets. Did you? Uh, did, was, was there enough for me? Was there another sheet left? So this is this is actually this this one um, that you're trying now uh, was a, a joint venture. The Guatemalan was a joint Thanks. venture between um, Lock and Key Society, um, us, and. Um, Less than greater than uh, in Hudson with Alan at less than greater than who's the uh, beverage manager there, um, beverage director or whatever. He's amazing. Uh, he's such a great guy. Um, so uh, this is one that we did. This is um, Calm Still Bourbon Cask for non uh, for non cask and then um, uh, um, Baruna Cask, which mm-hmm. is a Brazilian wood. Brazilian wood. So. This is not, this is the only one tonight that we are trying that is not available. Uh, please thank, <laughs> please thank Megazone for bringing this in tonight from his collection. Thank you, sir. And this is like you emptied the spice rack. Yeah, definitely. Um, in such a good way. <laughs> so try this, see what you guys think of this. One. Oh, boy. What's that? It's not a spice rum. No, it is not. No, and this is only this is very. Um, it's a very interesting uh, style of wood. They use it a lot for cachaça. There's some cachaça producers using that same oak, um, which I think 
works well with cachaça, which is sugarcane juice distillate. Guatemalan rum also, um, I wouldn't, I don't want to say it's mirroring 100% cachaça. Cachaça is its own thing. But Guatemala also makes rum from sugarcane juice and from what they call virgin honey, um, which is really just a fancy way of saying sugarcane syrup. Uh, and so they do have some of those grassy qualities in, in addition. This one does say molasses, but I think you're right. I think it's a lighter. Yeah, it's, it's a lighter a kind of grassier version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this? So this was, this, this is, this has been gone for a couple of years now, at least. Like four years, yeah. This ago, is four, the five the years now. Yeah, bottle. The odor, the literation. Few years, iteration. iteration Twenty nineteen, I think, came yeah. out. Um, but it's an XO, so no age statement here. But Guatemalan rum is usually a shorter, uh, shorter fermentation, like three days, and it's extremely humid, like we mentioned, super tropical there, and really high altitude. Um, so definitely a different. They're also closest. They're close to like the biggest, one of the biggest volcanoes. Um. So, I hope yeah. you like this one because um, this is all you're going to get out of it. <laughs> Save a little of this. No, 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 no. Question. What's that? Um, we get offered. So uh, just so you guys know how this works. So uh, each year we get offered so many uh, samples of different barrels that um, the, the team thinks that is ready to go into the world. And um, we're very fortunate that uh we get a lot of those um at the time and by the time we pick it it usually arrives here we usually do it in around september october is usually when we get them mm-hmm. and he goes well don't you want rum for the summer i'm like well like you taste something like this and he goes does that really need to be for the summer right i mean you know it's rum it's can be drunk any time of the year it's i know we think it because it's a warm climate but there's a I lot of different flavors it. it's so, cold here i want to drink rum when it's so cold. you think it's yeah, yeah. exactly i get want to trick my brain into thinking i'm somewhere else that's right Today it was very cold. What? I know. I moved to Nashville. I don't. I can't do this anymore. I can't do the cold weather. Now uh, it'll be warm tomorrow. It's New England. So if you don't like the weather, wait a day. That's true. <laughs> I think That's it's true. second. Is it third fall spring tomorrow? I think that's it. <laughs> I think it's third third fall spring is tomorrow. Pretty sure about that. It was lovely yesterday. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That was yeah. That was that was second mm-hmm. fall spring, and then we'll get third fall spring. Tomorrow's a beach day. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a 70 degrees tomorrow. <laughs> we'll go sailing. <laughs> so um we get the last the last, the last. rum of the of the evening yes. is is now for something completely different. Completely different. Um we have finally, after years and years of considering it, we're getting into the spiced rum arena, um, which is just definitely overcrowded with a lot of um not not uh of a similar similar quality i don't want to name names but they're the the spice rum market is sometimes chemically uh enhanced or or not even foolproof right like bottled it's like a beach in miami (laughs) been enhanced some of the things have been enhanced yes yes yeah similar similar to that and so we set about to create a, a spiced rum that's uh of of a different caliber right so we're keeping the spice blend the infusion process very simple here um but we're starting with a great base so we're using jamaican rum of course because it's delicious and and then we're doing uh coconut flesh madagascar vanilla pods and uh ginger really so simple. these are all basically you're taking the ingredients you're, are you steeping them how are you how are it's you, a maceration it's a maceration yep. okay. and then the uh the infusion process after infusion is also aged in a PX cherry cask. 
Okay, so, so that you get that beautiful of, roundness right. of sherry. You know, Pedro Jimenez sherry is just such a such a treat. Um, goes great with cheese. Um, so you're not taking a bag of chemical and throwing it in there. No. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not taking a bag of chemicals. Yeah. Um, so it is very. It's very different than I think what is commonly uh, um, found in the spiced rum world. But I also think it's beautiful. So. Yeah, we had to keep this one to the end. Yeah, yeah it is a buttercream. We got to keep yes. this one to the end because there is so many different flavor profiles and sweetness. Coconut. Coconut flesh. Coconut flesh. Coconut yeah, flesh. Yeah, it's this guy with the turtle. Yeah. Thanks. Um, in, in Jamaica, the, the nickname there is Jamrock. Um, Barbados, a lot of the islands have like rock as the last name because they're, they're islands. They're small. And uh, for, for us, we're like an homage to sugar cane. So we call it cane rock. Right. Yeah. Very good. Listen, I want to thank you so much for uh, doing this tonight for us. Uh, really, really great. Appreciate it. Wow, everyone's clapping. So j- just for all the people listening, this will be on Facebook. And so you can go back and watch uh, selected selected parts if you like or whatever you want. Um, this will also become a podcast, which you can follow on wherever you get your podcast for. It'll be under It's the Liquor Talking. Um, <laughs> let's go to Spotify or wherever, wherever you get your there. And uh, I want to, you can come here live. We do a Whiskey Wednesday every week. We usually have an audience of about 40 people that come in here and uh, taste taste products, which is not a bad deal. Yeah, so, this is a great way to spend a, a, a hump day. A Wednesday afternoon. Let's go. All right. So, um, okay. So, all bye, uh, everybody on Facebook. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>